0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Faya at Will with Ryan Aaron. Hey guys. We are so happy to be back with you. Please make sure that you connect with us on Instagram, F-I-Y-A-A-T-W-I-L-L. Leave us, make sure you follow us and leave us comments on our posts. You can also DM us both at that um, IG. Also, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Hey guys, so we've been
1: receiving lots of messages and some we've decided to talk about some we've decided not to Um, but one young lady sent us a very interesting message and I'm gonna read it verbatim just so that we can um, make sure that you guys know what we're gonna talk about today it's about self-confidence and and finding yourself and she says kind of want to skip the fluff but She says, I love your show so much. I have so many, too many questions to ask because I feel like I've been robbed of the opportunity to be raised intentionally as a child. I feel like I'm such a late bloomer because of it. Being 30 and never being in a romantic relationship, having experienced love and being adored, abandonment issues, and always making myself small because I always felt, feel like an inconvenience. Sorry for this being long-winded, blah blah blah. Okay, then she continues on to say, sorry for oversharing, but can you ladies please cover self-confidence and self-esteem, how to let go of people's expectations of you, and following your own voice or finding your own voice. I'm addicted to your show. I literally learned something new every single episode. Well, thank you for that, boo. Thank you so much. Um, I think that, um, self-confidence and self-esteem is, is not like anything that is solid. I think it varies day to day. Oh, absolutely. So while I feel like I'm a confident person, let somebody put the spotlight on me and make me dance it's like my body stiffens up and I can't mm-hmm. Right, I feel like oh huh. right. like it's <laughs> too much right the pressure I can't take the pressure so and and a, another confident person may be like oh well I can go out there and show out and I don't care I like the spotlight
0: but then in other situations they may freeze up right
1: mm-hmm. so I, I think that self-confidence and self-esteem is so self, are two different things Confidence is wavering. I feel like I feel like some days I feel hella confident, right. and some days I don't. Self esteem, I think, is always a um, work in progress with everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you have to do a lot of things to maintain your self esteem. But her specific question was, how to become more confident and improve your self esteem. Well, not that I think I'm the the judge on this or the or the you know, I I I. I'm not sure that there is like any surefire way to do that
0: so to me it's done in steps one the she's already completed the first step, which is acknowledging these right places where she feels like she um is, is complete, lacking right? right and then she's she is reaching out for help to people that she feels are she feels that we are confident women or that we've worked through some things and that we've um as, okay. as most women have. As most women have and have to. Right. But um, another thing that stuck out to me is that she felt like she had not been raised intentionally. Right. And we've talked about how what we pour into our children is because we're thinking about the outcome. We think about who we want them to be ultimately. Right. So that's the kind of stuff we sow into them.
1: But I just want to say this. Mm-hmm. I was not raised intentionally. Correct. I think that I found intention and purpose in myself yes. as I got older and I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't always a confident woman. I think that that is something that has happened with time. So I, like you said, I think it's steps. Mm-hmm. The first thing she did was identify, Hey, right. I'm struggling with, with confidence and self-esteem. So that's the first step. What are things that you like to do? that can bolster confidence like I like dancing right okay well then take a dance class see if that kind of breaks you out of your shell I like writing okay well write something and maybe go to a um, open mic night or something and and just do I think find little things that help you become more confident for me it was going to the gym Mm -hmm. for me it was getting myself together financially because when I got myself together financially I was able to make Moves that I I wasn't able to make before, so I was able to travel. Right when you when you free up credit, you're able to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I was able to buy a car that I like. I was able to um, buy a house. So I was and I didn't need anybody to help me. Right. So those things drastically improved my self esteem, but that happened way later in life.
0: But she also said that at 30, she's not yet had a romantic. Relationship. Yeah. So, and you and some, I are going to be different on this too. Yeah. Well, at I mean, at 30 years old, she has not had that relationship. A, a relationship, and that's something that I cannot relate to because, I, you know, that did not happen to me. However, I want to caution you against attaching your value as a as a woman to a man. To a man. Right. So to the fact that you have or haven't had a relationship. There is nothing wrong with you, but this is an opportunity for you to focus on you and be your own best friend.
1: So I can understand the, um, the need. Oh, absolutely. Especially at 30, I can understand the need. However, I, I, I was talking to you about it not too long ago. I noticed that when I stopped putting the focus on men and stopped putting my value in the hands of men, mm-hmm. um, my dating life changed. Yes. My um, interaction with men changed, and for the better. So I think that, um, and I you know more in control. Too. Right. Right. And I think it's easier said than done, mm-hmm. especially if you've never, you know, had a romantic relationship or you know a relationship with a significant other. I think that it's hard to say, well, girl, just focus on yourself yeah, and don't yeah, worry about yeah, it. Yeah. It's it's easier said than done. So I understand the need to want to interact with the opposite sex um but i would strongly caution you um to separate the two i don't want you to put you like you like you said your value in the hands of a man just because you haven't been in a romantic relationship that's not really a reflection of anything negative of you i think that right now will be a great opportunity 30s is a great time to really find out who are and what you like and what you like if you say you know what i always like the french language i really want to learn french take french mm-hmm. do do things that are going to help you feel better about you and i know like again it's easier said than right. done because i could say you know going to the gym makes me feel great ask me if i've been to the gym y'all <laughs> ask me if i've been to the gym Hey,
0: you been to the gym? i haven't been <laughs> to the gym have you thought about the gym
1: yes i have yes well I've, I've worked out at home in my home gym in the home gym but it's different than going to the right gym um
0: Another thing is that when you are busy doing the things that you like to do, you will be around people who like the same things that you like. And you are more inclined to run into right. those types of men. Right. Men who are interested in what you're interested in and they're doing the same things that you're doing. So, But what I want to focus on, though, is one thing I started to do when I felt because I've had moments where like Raya said my confidence has um, taken a hit or my self-esteem wasn't exactly where it should have been and I started to speak life into myself so I would look in the mirror when I got up in the morning and went to the bathroom and I'm in the mirror brushing my teeth and washing my face I looked at myself and spoke life into me and that did boost my confidence it, it helped to repair my self-esteem i had to forgive myself for some things i had to forgive other people for some things one thing about not being raised intentionally i forgave my parents because ultimately they did the best that they knew how to do at the time if they and also holding on to
1: that is not it doing doesn't you help any justice you. it's not helping you so it's like yes there are hurts and and things that will carry on from childhood absolutely absolutely but at some point, you're really not doing anything but fucking yourself up. Right. You really have to learn how to say, you know what? Even this though happened. my mother and my father didn't do this or they did this to me or whatever, you gotta really know that that their actions are a reflection of them and not of you, and just really let that shit mm-hmm. go. Because the longer you hold on to that shit, it's really just stopping you from from growing. It really is. Right. So and. I know that this term has been used a lot as of recent, but I've always used this term. Sometimes when we um, focus on the negative, we're blocking blessings. Mm -hmm. So really try to change. And I know, like I said, it's easier said than done. But if you put it into practice and change your
0: mindset to be more positive... Well, you posted something about that, about frequency. Right. And that is true. I agree with that. You
1: You attract what you believe. So if you believe... Sometimes I have to say to myself, and I'm not even lying, um, before going into a meeting at work, I may feel um, not as smart as everybody else or mm-hmm. whatever. I have to give myself an internal pep talk. Yes, Like, why you got this. Stop tripping. You're smarter than that. You can do this. I have to say mm-hmm. certain things to myself to help me. I have to be my own cheerleader. So... I think that it starts with, like you said, waking up in the morning and maybe doing affirmations. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, um, like in Being Mary Jane, what she did was that she oh, put post-its. little post-its. Yes. She put post-its on her fridge. She put post-its in her bathroom. Just little affirmations to remind herself to think positively and to go forward with her day with with good thoughts. Yes, and good and, intentions. And good intentions. I
0: think that that really does change the tone of things. So I, um, when I was transitioning to Atlanta from Florida, I was kind of in a a bad space Mm -hmm. in that, um, I just was frustrated with everything and that, you know, I talked about having some panic attacks and quitting my job and just saying, I have to change everything. And so when I came to Atlanta, I started seeing a life coach therapist and one, one area of my life that I wasn't very confident in was my love life. Mm-hmm. And... I told her you know what fuck it I'm gonna raise my kid if I decide to have another kid I'm gonna go to the sperm bank and just do it that way like I just I can't I'm tired of the disappointment I'm tired of setting myself up to think I'm about to be happy with someone and then it blows me and then it takes me a while to recover and also, I'm tired of this shit like I don't want to do this anymore right she made me do and it got to the point where I didn't want to hear love songs Like, that's how deep the shit was. And that's how I knew I needed to talk to somebody about it. Because I was like, this is really affecting me in ways that I don't understand. So, um, one thing that she uh, asked me to do was to make... She was like, you know about vision boards, right? And I was like, yes, lady, don't make me do a vision board. But they work. They work. (laughs) They work. But I wasn't... Again, I wasn't in the mindset. I was like, fuck this shit. Right. So, she said, I want you to do a love vision board. Mm -hmm. I want you to do a vision board of what you desire for that part of your life. Mm -hmm. It took me, I was seeing her every two weeks, so it took me two weeks, and I shied away from it, and then I finally did it. And she said, now I want you to put it in a place in your room where you can see it every morning. Mm -hmm. And what I put on my vision board wasn't just somebody grabbing my booty or somebody slow dancing. It was laughter, Mm -hmm. it was travel, Mm -hmm. Um, she told me to make sure I included pictures of my son because he, he's a part of it. Um, it was so, like when I look at it now, because that was two, three years ago, when I look at it now, it is so beautiful mm-hmm. and so accurate. But I'm glad that she had me do that because it refocused my attention on the good mm-hmm. and the other side of the obstacles and challenges that we have to go through in order to really value it once we have it. So for you, I would recommend just what is the vision for your life and your relationships? So right. Just talked about vision boards are great. So when you think about your life and who you are as a woman moving through the world and experiencing great things, what do you really envision for yourself? I challenge you to create a vision board for that. And then separately for your love life, I challenge you to create a vision board for that. You know, what's
1: crazy is that most people, when speaking to me about problems with the opposite sex or in relationships... I'm like, man, fuck that shit. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? Like, Move on. There's so many. There's right. so many other things in life that are are important to me. Right. And I think that people don't really respect my opinion because I'm married. So they're like, well, it's easy for you to say because
0: you guys. But somebody. you are freshly married. Right, That's I'm the whole thing. Married. Like she's fresh off not the Not only that,
1: not only am I freshly married, but I spent a long time dating, okay, guys? And I enjoyed myself dating. I never, after um, my son's father and I broke up, I never, if a guy disappointed me, I was like, well, fuck it. Right. I just, I, and I don't know how I got to be that strong where it just never guys just never really got underneath my skin I might be maybe disappointed for maybe a day
0: mm-hmm. maybe it
1: maybe a day right. if they look like
0: I kind of liked him right and he then, was cool but
1: yeah, yeah no I didn't like that his um his ears were kind of right. small for his head or something you <laughs> know I would I would just do something like that. I don't know but I'm just saying I
0: never put well, you know in the south when people have small ears they they say they look early yeah I did could he look that. early
1: I don't know. I was just making this as, as a thing.
0: I was okay. just making something up. Um,
1: but I just it, it drives me cr- it drives me crazy when women put their value in the hands of a man. Mm-hmm. And I get and I get and I'm and I'm being honest with you. I get turned off from women that do that. I like women that are able to say, you know what? If a man comes, great. But if a man don't come, fuck it. Right. I'm having a great time anyway. I'm living my life. I'm living intentionally. I'm bettering myself every day. I am traveling. I'm do I'm investing in myself. If a man comes, great. At least I'm at my best self so that when I do meet a partner, I'm adding value to that person. Great. But my value does not lie in the hands of that person. No. It it it, it makes me sad when people put too much energy into other people and not redirect that energy into themselves. themselves. I feel like um, that is... Partly because of societal conditioning. Mm-hmm. I think that we have been made to believe that we are not worth anything if we're not chosen. Right. If we don't have a boo. Well, I'm going to just let y'all know it's fucking bullshit. It's a lie. It's bullshit. It's not, it's not right. There are plenty of people that are single and happy than a motherfucker. Yeah. So I think that they we should... They want to
0: be alone, therefore they are. Right. Like they, and that's what... And all that. But no, not even that they want to be alone. They are alone they wanna and be... they're okay with it. Well, they want to be unattached. I'll say that. So Because maybe they're not alone maybe they keep company and maybe they have or some people just haven't
1: found somebody that they
0: feel is
1: worthy of having a relationship with so until they meet that person that they feel is oh I I could see I can see myself being in a long-term situation they're fine with being Mm -hmm. single and that is okay and it doesn't feel like a
0: punishment to them it's not
1: a punishment right not having a significant other a boyfriend whatever not being chose whatever the fuck people want to say it's not the end-all, be-all. People really need to redirect the energy into themselves and do some soul-searching and be complete on their own. Because when you are needing another person so badly, there's some, that's something, it's saying something about you. Right? There's something wrong. There's something missing within you. Yes, I like to be hugged. I like to be touched. I like to be... Everybody does. Yes. Everybody needs that. And everybody needs companionship. But... It shouldn't make you lose sleep at night. It shouldn't make you sick. It shouldn't make right. you... Pre- your thoughts are preoccupied with it. It shouldn't. It, that is an obsession. At that point, you're not going to get what it is that you really want because, truthfully, your spirit is not ready for it. And, and whatever what you, you do... And if you do get it, it's not going to be what you thought it was going to be. I was going to
0: say, and what you think it is that you want right. won't be good for you. Because you're not... That, that
1: need is really based in something else. Right. That need is really based in, hmm, well... Why do I feel like I need someone that much? What uh, what how can I work on myself so that I don't feel like I need somebody that much? You know what's great when you when two people get together because they want to be together, not because they need to be together? Not because they need help paying their rent. Not oh because gosh. they need help um, raising their kids. Not because they need help just managing day-to-day tasks. They are able to function as an individual. When they're able to function as an individual, they're able to contribute to the opposite sex so much more. So I think that... And I'm, and I'm, it drives me crazy just because... I hate the fact that women obsess with stuff like this, and I don't really feel like men do. I think that men were raised to really focus on themselves, play group sports, go to the gym, hang out with their buddies at the bar. Do, if I meet a woman, great, I'm going to get some. If I don't, whatever. It's not a big deal for me to be a tied down in a relationship. I think I hate that narrative. I hate that women have been so brainwashed to believe that something is wrong with me if a man if I'm not with a man no no I think it's, it's not. bullshit
0: so I was on um, Instagram well that's stupid I'm on Instagram every day okay. so I saw on Instagram that Karuchi posted um, a prayer for love mm-hmm. and here's what she um, captioned it I recently read a DM from someone that said you're still reading self-help books how many times can you be told to love yourself what a fucking dumbass. I will continue to read as many self-help books as my mind, body, and soul desires. By consistently pouring love into myself, I will consistently grow and blossom. If I have to read self-help books for the rest of my life in order to be happy and cherish the things in life that money can't buy, well then that's exactly what I'm going to do. Self-love has no time limit, no expiration date. This is a forever thing. So yes, I'm still reading self-help books because I love myself. I'm not telling you to read self-help books. Because I, I hate self-help books. <laughs> but what I am telling you is.
1: But they did help a, you. They may it's help
0: an you. ongoing journey. It's a journey. It's not, you, you don't arrive. You don't arrive at confidence. You don't arrive at self-esteem because it's a fluid thing. Right. There are some days that your self-esteem might not be where you want it to, where you feel like it should be. Right. Your confidence might be a little shot some days. It's a journey, though. It's, a, it's an intentional journey every day. Like being keto. <laughs> like eating right. Right. That, that is a journey. You right. don't just say, okay, I've eaten right and that's it. You have to be purposeful about that shit every day. And you have to be purposeful about loving yourself, forgiving yourself, and moving forward. And forgiving anybody that's hurt you too. Yes.
1: And I, that is something I struggle with. Because it's not that I hold grudges. It's just that I never forget what a person's done. So I can move on from that person... Right. But for me to allow that person to still be play an active role in my life, right? That's very difficult for me. And that's something I'm working on. So work everybody's a continuing continuous work in progress. Just take your time, figure out what's going on with you. Figure out the things that you like. Figure out um go out. Go out and not with the with the mindset of, Oh, I hope I meet a boo today. No. Go out to have fun. Yes. If you hear There are certain DJs that we were were talking about DJs last episode, but -hmm. um, there are certain DJs that I enjoy listening to. So if I know they're going to be here, I am going. Right. Listen, there are certain concerts I won't miss. I will not miss a Mary J. Blige concert. No, ma'am, I will not. Mary will take you to church and back. Okay. So there are certain activities, even when I'm exhausted, I'm like, no, I have to go to this. I'm going to go to this. I do these things for myself, not with Chris, not for Chris, not for anybody else, but for me, because if I don't, if I don't keep reinvesting in myself, I'm going to lose myself. Right. So it's like she said, it's a constant work in progress. If reading self-help books help you, them by all means i i personally don't enjoy them um because i feel like they're they're redundant i feel like they all basically the same say the same thing but some people like to read the messages over and over again because it helps them feel more powerful and if that works for you then do it Find whatever works for you, and yes, it does take time and it does take effort. It's much easier to sit at home and in your house in your comfort zone and watch Netflix. It's much easier to do that. But I know, right? If you want to grow, you have to make yourself a little girl. You got to put a bra on. You got to make a beat l- your face a little right. bit. Make Get out li- of these. Th- right. Make yourself a little uncomfortable. Do things that you wouldn't normally do. Exactly. Um, because those things also teach you things about yourself. So, being in uncomfortable situations, you learn. Hmm. Oh well. Well, you know, I didn't know that I acted like this or I felt like this around people or I, th- I like that kind of food or I like that kind of music. Or you may discover something about yourself that you never knew. And that's where the journey really right. begins is when you start learning and investing in yourself.
0: So the the book that um, Carucci was referring to is by an author that I love, um, Don Miguel Ruiz. Oh, and you, a, you,
1: you and his damn Don a, listen. listen, Don Julio. I love him. Listen, you need to holler at Erin. She's been plugging you <laughs> since day one.
0: <laughs> Shit. amazing. So this particular book is called The Circle of Fire. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but something that stuck out to me in what she posted. Today, Lord, help me to accept myself the way I am without judgment. Help me to accept my mind the way it is with all my emotions, my hopes and dreams, and my unique personality. Help me to accept my body the way it is with all its beauty and perfection. It's sometimes... Even though it seems like um, I should notice it, sometimes it does help to just speak that over yourself and to remind yourself on the the path that you should be on, which is loving yourself, embracing yourself, and being the first person to treat you right, not expecting that right treatment from outside of you.
1: Right. So that's the thing. And I think that I'm, I get so um, short with women that are like that because I think that i was that woman once and i didn't like that woman mm-hmm. i didn't like that woman i didn't like the fact that i felt the i felt like i had to be validated by a man right i can't when i look back i'm like i don't even know that bitch Right. right. <laughs> i can't stand her ass she get on my damn nerves right. talking about she need a man i i once i really understood that when you love yourself that's good enough even if somebody doesn't see your value, as long as you do, that's all that
0: matters. When you love yourself, that is phenomenal. Right. Like, I am actually in love with me. Right. In love with me. Even this little fupa and these arms and whatever else. Like, I'm in love with me. Right. I think I am awesome and that doesn't come from a place of arrogance it comes from a place of confidence because I know who I am and also I've awesome is not perfect see that's what right. you're saying you're
1: saying I love myself for who I am for who and I despite am. E- despite my imperfections I'm not perfect but I'm still a good person and I love me I love me and I love
0: me too. even though man. I say fucked up shit sometimes. even though I'm crazy <laughs> <to> tell, <laughs>
1: right. I'll cut somebody out in a heartbeat right. even and think all, about it later all my craziness Yay. even all my craziness I love it I love who I am because you know why um unapologetically I'm
0: authentic and and even with loving myself it doesn't mean that I won't evolve it doesn't mean I don't continue to grow we still continue to mature and learn new things and learn new ways of handling things and we just get better and better and better every day but that is the journey and that's what's so awesome when I wake up in the morning that's the shit I get to do is be better so I want to ask you young lady what do you like to
1: do what, what are the things that intrigue you? When you're laying in bed at night and your mind is, you know, going mm-hmm. before you go to sleep, what are the thoughts that are running through your head besides a romantic relationship? Whatever those thoughts are, look into them. If you're in your mind and you're thinking about you could see yourself in a dance class and you breaking it down, girl, take a dance take class. Take a dance class. If you see yourself traveling to a faraway place, and take a trip. Go. And that's anything, too. Don't be afraid to travel alone. Yes, traveling with someone is amazing, but traveling with yourself will teach you some shit about yourself. It will teach you how resourceful you are. It will teach you how brave you are. It will teach you how strong you are. It will teach you so many things about yourself. So don't be... How
0: resourceful you are. Right.
1: Don't be be afraid to... to take advantage of the the dreams that you have, the the unseen dreams you have in your head. You know, go ahead and try to do some of those things because they will really help you establish that self-esteem that you're looking for. The confidence um, that, like I said, every day is different mm-hmm. some days i may w- wake up and i'll be like oh i feel like i look wrong right. today i feel great today then some days i'm like oh, i slept I two hours and i, I can't like fit shit. anything right? I'm, I'm you know i sometimes i'll get tongue-tied when i'm speaking to right. somebody or just stupid shit sometimes and this is something i hate about myself and i wish i wasn't like this when i fucked up or i was in a bad situation i relive that moment in my mind a lot and um, I'll be in the middle of something and out of nowhere the thought and the moment will pop into my head and I will literally (laughs) cringe because I'm remembering a bad time and I'm like, why am I doing that to myself? Why am I reliving something that has already happened? I can't do anything about it and some of this shit is like from 15 years ago. I'm like, why am I even thinking about this? Why is this even a thought? Because it's coming to fuck with my confidence. Mm -hmm. It's coming to fuck with my self-esteem. I have to literally coach myself and say, yo, you're fucking tripping. Let go of that shit. It happened 15 years ago. You don't even talk to that person anymore. Who cares what the fuck they think? I have to literally coach myself out of it. So like I said, it's a work in progress. It is.
0: And it's, okay, so something you said about um, making sure that you follow your dreams and the things that you want to do. When my godmother was uh, passing away, she passed away from breast cancer, but um, a month before she passed away, she called me and she told me, I just want to let you know that I love you so much you're an amazing mother you're an amazing daughter um, and I want to tell you to do everything that you want to do in your life don't wait for anybody go on your vacations buy your house do whatever you want to do don't wait because it's not promised and I didn't really hold on to that until a couple of years later, but now I hold on to that with both hands i'm not waiting I'm doing the things that I want to do for me and um my- now my son is along for the journey, and he's like the best little, well, he ain't little journey, journey he's partner. the best little journey buddy I can right, have right. and um and I'm also teaching him to to walk out that way, but for you, I want you to. Like Rai said, think about what you want to do. What are some things that you want to do, some uh, things that you want to get um, connected into that you have not done? And do those things for yourself. So you know what's funny?
1: I'm, I'm, as you are talking, I was thinking about what's, what kind of projected me into living my truth mm-hmm. and becoming more confident in myself. And it all goes back to Omar. I have to say, and I, and I, and I don't know what it would be like if I was single, didn't have any kids and you know, I don't know what it would be like, but really having my son forced me to grow up and it forced me to look at myself. And that's when I started to say, Hmm, this this woman that you are, I don't that she's a good woman for your child to look mm-hmm. up to you need to do some work girl right you have some shit to work on and so he projected me to he pushed me to a place where i had to start really looking at myself yes and saying okay what is it that i'm doing so i was i think at that up until that point i was really good at pointing the finger at well everybody at, outside my, my, pa- my mom didn't do this my dad didn't do mm-hmm. this my ex did this and he did that and You know, whatever. And I was really good at focusing what other people did. But once I had my son, I had to stop doing that because I had to say, okay, I'm now responsible. Right. Right? So what am I doing? Mm -hmm. What am I doing to contribute? So also take moments of self-reflection. Write down the things or the qualities that you think you can improve on. You know, like I said, one of the things for me is letting go of certain things Mm -hmm. not forgiving because I think I forgive but what I do is that I let go of the person but I never forget what they did right so it's kind of like it's not really a grudge because I'm not thinking about it every day and I'm you know if I see them it's whatever you forgive them on right out the door right that's exactly what I do Mm -hmm. and that's not always fair You have to sometimes give people an opportunity for redemption. You have to... I think that people can change and people do make mistakes and people can, you know, grow and and do better. So you got to give people an opportunity to redeem themselves. I just haven't gotten to that point of maturity yet, y'all. I'm working working on it. it. (laughs)
0: She's working on it, I'm working on it because I will talk...
1: I will, like you said, I will talk a motherfucker right to the goddamn door. Right. I will not forget what you did. Mm -hmm. I am not going to hold it, but I am moving on past you right
0: because you did you, you did to you did this right you
1: did this to me it's, it's I feel like it's at this moment unforgivable so you can go ahead and go even though I'm kind of forgiving you mm-hmm. I'm not holding a grudge I'm just not going to deal with you right. I'm not putting any energy into you at all whether it be negative or positive I'm withdrawing completely from that person right. um which I don't always think is fair but the thing is that I'm able to identify it and I can work on it so um Yeah, I think that it's important that you start identifying maybe some of the things that maybe character flaws or things that you can improve on and say, hey, you know what, am I really that? Am I really nice to everybody I meet? Like, am I, you know, I make it a point to there's certain things that I do when i walk into um a restaurant i always make sure to be really really nice to the busboy that's cleaning off the tables because they get the least respect um i get i'm really nice to the hostess at the front because they also get the a lot of shit and they get the least respect um if i see somebody cleaning the bathrooms i'll always be super nice to them too um because i feel like those people just need a a hello because because people treat them poorly yes not knowing the struggles that they go through, not knowing what got them into any kind of situations. They just treat them poorly and with less than the respect than they deserve. So I make sure to be really nice to them. But I, I think that um, something happened that um, made me realize, am I really nice to everybody that I meet? Mm-hmm. So I make sure right, to be nice especially when I go to Publix, if the guy that's bagging my groceries, I'm super nice to them. Um, They'll be like, can it help you out? And I'm like, no, I don't need any help. Even when I was pregnant, I I never took
0: help. Mm -hmm. I always, because
1: I just feel like... uh...
0: Sometimes they want to help you because they need a break from the store, though.
1: Oh, well, I never thought about it like that.
0: I know. So that wasn't original. My father told me that. My father, um, he goes to the grocery store all the time. But... I was saying, oh, I don't need help. He was like, sometimes they want to break. Well, and so they can walk outside and right, breathe. And, right. yeah, they'll help you put the groceries in but there. But sometimes
1: and, it's hot and they don't yes. want to go nowhere. They, they just have <laughs> or to They're like, fuck mm, okay, that. I don't really want to help you. Um, so one of the things is being nice. So I said, you know what, am I nice to everybody? So I make it a point to try and be nice to people especially strangers yes um I was driving to work the other day and there was a guy standing on the corner um and I was pulling up and I was at a light and he was standing at the corner but it was like a little island in the middle of the road like he was gonna cross over in front of me Mm -hmm. and my window was down and he says good morning that's all he said good morning I said good morning how you doing today He's like, I'm doing well. So thank you so much for asking. Yes. He was like, You know, not many people have asked me mm-hmm. as they drove past me, How are you doing today? He's like, Thank you so much for asking me how I'm doing. Just that small thing made him feel seen, made him feel like hmm, maybe there's still nice people in the world. Am I the nicest person in the world? Nope. Nope.
0: And, nope, and am no. I nice 100% of the time? Nope. No.
1: But I'm practicing. Right. being kind. I'm practicing being kind because I think that it's important and it's really what the world needs. And that's because I identify that sometimes I am not the nicest person. Sometimes I'm looking at people like, if they look like they're going to say something to me, I give them the face like, <laughs> don't talk to me. Don't even approach me. Don't look at me. No, I don't want nothing from you. I don't want to buy nothing. I don't want to drink. I don't want nothing from you. Please stop. Don't even... Like, I, my whole face will redirect you. Oh,
0: God. So, so, so I was in um, a restaurant in Jacksonville. It's very, a popular place for lunch. And this was around the holiday time. So, um, there's this long line. People are rude. Everybody wants what they want. So, by the time I get to the lady who's going to take my order and where I'm going to pay, I mean, she looked completely frazzled. Mm-hmm. So, I touched her hand. Her hand was on the counter. I touched her hand and I said... I know it's busy mm-hmm. but you're going to it's going to be okay mm-hmm. like the day is almost over mm-hmm. and she just walked around the counter and hugged me she was like thank you so much She's like, I feel like nobody even cares. Well, thank God she was nice because I would have been like, if you don't get your hand off of me. <laughs> but it was a moment. I don't I felt know. Led. You didn't touch me. I, don't know I felt yet. led. Listen, okay. I yeah. felt led. I got you. But it but it was right. Now, I don't do that for everybody because it's not fake or contrived. Right. But in that moment, I felt led to do that. And she received it. it. Oh, right. absolutely. Right. So, I mean. But it's identifying certain yes. things.
1: And when you make other people feel good, you actually feel good. I so feel great when I after do that. that. After that, I'm sure you felt great. Yes. After I ran into that guy in the corner, I it made my morning better because I made somebody else feel better. Mm-hmm. But that's also me being a work in progress. Me identifying things that I can improve upon and really making a conscious effort to do those things. Working on me. Right. And it's a daily Mm-hmm. It's a daily practice. Um, even in my household, it's a daily practice. At work, it's a daily practice. Like, I have to say to myself, These, this person did nothing wrong to you. Because sometimes I just got an attitude, y'all. I'm not in the mood to deal with nobody, okay? I have to say to myself, this person did nothing to you. Stop with your attitude, right? Like, they're here for the same purpose. Like, let's just get the And work you don't done. know
0: what they went through either. You have no
1: idea. Like, you just... You just have an attitude for no damn reason. Exactly. Can you relax yourself? Right. Sometimes it's because I'm I'm exhausted. I've been up with the baby and yes. I didn't sleep well. Sometimes it's cuz am I'm hungry and I want pizza and I can't eat pizza and I have to eat the string cheese and act like it's pizza. Shit like that be <laughs> fucking with me.
0: Okay? Hey, I saw some stuff on Pinterest where they make these keto pizzas. The
1: cauliflower pizza. They don't No, taste- not the
0: cauliflower. They do something where they melt the cheese like on the silicone thing uh-huh. and then put the I guess the tomato sauce and a piece of pepperoni on it, and it. Oh yeah, I've done that too. Since. It doesn't. Say, mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I just I can't mm-hmm. imagine mm-hmm. a pizza chip is the same as pizza. Nope, it's not. It's hard. And so you know something else. I mean, this is you know we've kind of gone on a tangent with this, but I admire the discipline you have in terms of your diet. My diet. diet. Yeah, I'm, listen, You're it's very hard. disciplined. I'm extremely disciplined. Because I cheat all the time. Because I'm like, forget it. I'm uh-uh. gonna. I'm gonna.
1: But eat that's this. because I've. That's because I've. Worked out for so long and I've been healthy for so long, I know what works and I know what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I know that cheating does not It doesn't help. work. It doesn't work. If if I'm really trying to lose this weight and I'm not able to exercise the way that I need to, then my diet has got to be tight on point. Otherwise, I, think I cheat
0: because I go to boot camp. Yeah, but no, you're, you're stalling. You're stalling. Cheat. Your, you're stalling your here's progress. the thing I don't even go. I'm not. It's not like I'm, it's not like it's something I'm doing every day. It's something I'm doing two to three times a week. So I thought about it. Um, I've had a great weekend in terms of not cheating. So um, actually a great week in terms of not cheating. And I was like, okay, what am I gonna eat? I want this and this. Mm, um, I'm not gonna eat the carb part of this. And it makes me think about you though. I'm like, I can make choices and feel satisfied. Um, and also feel like I'm accomplishing something in terms of getting further along on this weight loss journey. So I was like, do I need to eat this cookie? Mm, No. And when I asked for cheesecake last night and Mm. I just ignored him. So I was like, (laughs) I was like, no. So
1: the thing that happens too when you live in a house with men that can eat whatever they want, (sighs) that's where the real struggle comes in because they are eating fried rice and pizza and all the stuff that I really, really Mm -hmm. like Pasta, cheat I All the stuff I really, really cake. enjoy. And I the cookies, cake, cupcakes, mm. all that shit. All the fucking shit yeah. that I want to eat. So it's a struggle. But I know that when I go to bed at night and I didn't cheat, I feel good. Right. I feel good. And I'm not going to bed hungry because I'm eating food. Right. But I'm eating food that is good for me. Because exactly. like I'm eating fruits and vegetables and I'm eating protein. You know, I'm eating and I drink nothing but water. I don't drink juice. So. When I do when I do cheat like even if it's like a small cheat like a cookie or a half a cookie I feel bad mm-hmm. I feel bad because I know that being almost forty your metabolism is not set up the same way
0: no it and is not. and so
1: eating a half a cookie cookie could set you back three fucking months it
0: can I was talking to my cousins um, they both just recently had babies but we're all you know late thirties early forty so we have all been talking about how our metabolism has done a one eighty. And it's like, who, what is this? Mm-hmm. And the things that we used to be able to do. You can't. It doesn't matter. Like, I can drink all the water. They're like, oh, drink water. Replace this with this. And you're like, no, no that, that shit ain't work. working. That doesn't work. So I have to, you have, You do have to be super disciplined. Sometimes I'm a little miserable. Sometimes. But overall. You have to really
1: um, not only eat, like, fruits, vegetables, and lean proteins, but you have to operate on a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. So Because of our age, our bodies are probably metabolizing maybe 1,500 calories a day. If that's the case and we're not exercising, we have to eat 1,200 calories a day. So that way, 300 calories deficit each day, you're going to lose at least two pounds in a week. Mm -hmm. That's the way that it should work. It doesn't always work like that because, you know, it's also genetics and your metabolism and a whole bunch of other things, your hormones, whatever else.
0: All right. Let me tell you about these genetics. My grandmama's sisters all had these arms, these arms that look like I can do some damage in the kitchen, like I can bake pound cakes and fry fish and
1: sometimes you know right. It's it's all genetics. These
0: arms came Mm -hmm. from my ancestors, but it's my job to slim these motherfuckers down and to do some uh, weights or do whatever. But I was like, I don't want to be young with these arms. Cardio.
1: You gotta do cardio. You got to sweat that out. But um, these thighs, let me tell you, even when I <laughs> even when I lose weight, my thighs are still big. I don't mind it, though. I don't mind it because I know that that's just the way my body is. Um, when I put on weight, I put it on in my face and in my arms and stuff. Mm-hmm. But those will be the first places for them to go to. Okay. So when that, once I start losing weight, my, my face, face slimmed down, down. my arms slim down. But these legs don't go nowhere. These legs are here to stay. This butt is here to stay. Yeah, it's here
0: to stay. These thighs are here to stay, but mm-hmm. I need them to be just a little bit tighter. Just a little bit tighter, please. I don't mind a little jiggling. Like I li- no, I like my body to be soft, mm-hmm. um, but I just want it to be a little bit tighter. Yeah, well, that's that's exercise. But this, this is all...
1: Let me bring it back. Yeah, it, it does come back. It, it's investing in you. It's doing things that make you feel good about yourself, even if it's, for me, dieting. Mm-hmm. Knowing that I've been strong enough not to waver, that I've been strong enough to, um, even though they had a whole platter, and this is real talk, on Friday, had a whole platter of, like, Blondie brownies, regular brownies, um, macadamia nut cookies, they had a whole chocolate chip cookies, all kinds of stuff. I walked past them. Let me tell y'all what I did. I kneeled down. Did you smell I it? smelled them. Yeah. And I walked away. Mm-hmm. Got myself a, gla- a glass of water, mm-hmm. and I sat the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Lunchtime rolled around. I had myself a salad. Then I came home, and I had myself a piece of fish and some broccoli. Mm-hmm. But you smelled it. I smelled it.
0: Sometimes that can work, though. Smelling it didn't it, work. It, I'm telling you, you it no, Did not make it, you want it worse?
1: It, it made me want it worse. It did make me want it worse. However, the whole point is is that I maintained self-control, yeah. and I didn't waver.
0: You know something else that I found, though? I find that if I'm craving something and I don't decide to ex- to exercise the rye discipline, what I'll do is if I take a bite of it and I actually don't like it. I'll spit it out. I spit it out and I don't no, it. Let me tell you, I will I spit that shit out, out real, real fast. I'm not wasting calories oh, on nothing shit. Nasty. If no. i
1: Hold on, we did that recently. We tasted, we thought something was in to taste away. Was that me and you or was that me and Omar. Show. Me, and I, I guess we did. We got something, and we're like, oh, we're about to tear this up. It's about to be good. And that was like, oh, that must have been Omar because it was before I really started my diet. And we took a bite of it, and it was nasty. I spit all that. Yeah. I was like, I'm not wasting calories no. on something that does not
0: taste Mm-mm, good. Not
1: but At if it all. tastes good, I would have ate all yeah. this shit.
0: If it tasted good, I was just going to go ahead and sit through it. But, no, I'm not going to waste any calories on something that's not good.
1: And not only that, we also have to keep in mind that when we go to restaurants and stuff, the portion size is really for two people. Yes, it is. So what I also do is that instead of eating my entire portion in one sitting, I'll split it in half and I will eat one half now. Mm-hmm. And I'll eat one half maybe for dinner or later. Um, yeah, so it's just a... Okay, Omar. Um, it's just a practice and... In, in,
0: really investing in myself you know what else has huge portions takeout containers like the styrofoam Oh yeah, 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 yeah that's like three three servings in one container like if you actually bring the container home and then serve yourself on a plate you would see that that's enough to feed three people so this
1: is what happens though because we're so used to eating that large of a portion that when we split that portion in half or a third we're still hungry because our body's used to eating a larger portion. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the part that fucking sucks. Yeah. So it's retraining yourself and retraining your body to be satisfied with a smaller portion. So that's what I've done. You know I've who do, does that? Who?
0: Seasons 52. They do.
1: They They're make very small, tiny. Portions. They make very tini-
0: and they also charge a lot of money for some bullshit. It's a lot of money for this fresh, organic, whatever. And it's very tiny oh. portions. And it's some bullshit. It's, it'd be like one little piece of tuna and a little... <laughs> A
1: little piece of parsley it'll A little sprig of off. parsley It tastes
0: good But it'll piss you off Because yeah. you're like mm, I could have made 10 of these at right. home For half wanna the price I kind of want to be stuffed
1: right. <laughs> like, <laughs> No if I'm oh. going out to eat I want, I want my stomach to be full Yeah I do too But you know what too um, I waste my calories And alcohol Yeah I do too So the wine And wine I'm telling you That will fuck Your whole diet up y'all If you're really going to And you're close to 40 If you're really going to Try to lose weight You gotta cut out drinking Kim, what about vodka? You still, I, I you gotta cut out drinking because what happens when you drink is not only the alcohol, the calories and the alcohol, but you get hungrier because your body is metabolizing the, the alcohol. So you, you need, you feel like, mm, I, I need something like heavy, like a bread or a, a rice or something to kind of offset all the alcohol that you drink. So that night that we went out, we drank. I went to Waffle House. I had me, I had myself a, a omelet. omelet. That ain't do shit. <laughs> what did you come home and eat? Nothing. I came you home and drank a glass of water. and okay. went to bed. Yeah. But that, it didn't do anything. My body wanted a waffle. Right. And it would have been better with the waffle. Like, I would have woken up the next day feeling a lot better because I would have had something to absorb the mm-hmm. alcohol. So that's what I'm saying. Alcohol leads to poor decisions all across the board in your bedroom, too. Because sometimes you drink alcohol, you end up some,
0: in some bullshit. Well, you know, that's how I got pregnant. That's the way it goes down. Sometimes it was on my birthday, and I was taking tequila shots mm-hmm. with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But you see what happens? And look then, at that! Now you got this big boy. I got this big boy with running a through the backyard running through shoe. my backyard <laughs> with the damn bite. He's gonna
1: get a tick bite back there. He better be oh careful. Oh no! You gonna get you know Lyme disease back there.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Um. Anyway, I want to go back. I'm sorry, ma'am. We and I, I'm not gonna say your name. I'm trying to be very careful not to say your name. But I'm thankful that you um, messaged me um your concerns because I know that a lot of women struggle with this. Yes. But I want you to know that you are not alone that we all struggle with confidence and self esteem issues on a daily basis. It's a ongoing project to work on yourself. It is not just a one stop shop where you, oh I did this and now I'm I'm, you know, better and I'm I feel better about myself and that's not the way it works. It's like every day you have to make a conscious decision to be stronger. Yes, there are certain people that are more um there are more that are more confident than than you are they're just that's just their personality um i'm trying to think about somebody um tiffany haddish tiffany haddish oh, she's who, came, super confident. Who, who came from absolutely nothing mm-hmm but exudes confidence she can go into and and i know that she seems kind of hood but i honestly feel like she can make herself comfortable in any situation with any kind of person and that's because she's confident but i think that it comes from a place where she was lacking self-esteem and lacking confidence for so long that she had to invest in herself Mm -hmm. and so that's what she's done survival really really has invested in herself invested in her career invested on her in her brand invested in the things that she loves finding out about herself and i think that that's helped her and investing in other people like she 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 works with a lot, of, she uh, works with other lot of a lot of a lot of kids that mm-hmm. are disadvantaged and things like that but even prior to that because that happened I think I think she was always doing it but I think that now it's taken a larger role in mm-hmm. her life cuz she has the money to help the way she wants to um, but I think that she really did a lot of legwork on herself she really said okay um, you know just because my mother put put me in foster care and things got messed up and you know whatever that doesn't mean that I'm any less of a
0: person. And, and even being in an abusive marriage, because I read her book, mm-hmm. so there were a lot of things that happened where she had to make a decision. I'm either going to be a victim of my circumstances, right. or right. I'm going to be the best me possible. Right. And so even going but that back takes confidence. It, it, does, it well, takes confidence. It, well, even sometimes that's. I think that's the fake it till you make it. Sometimes, right? It's like. It's more courage than confidence. Right. Like, I'm going to do it. I'm scared and I'm going to do it you have to have
1: confidence to have courage. I'm sorry. Especially to make life-altering, changing decisions. decisions. You know, to leave an abusive relationship. That takes a lot of courage. And once you realize that you have that courage, then you become confident. Right. Because you're like, shit, I was strong enough to yeah, leave that shit. The courage lets you know
0: that you're confident.
1: That's I agree That's with that. That's what I'm saying. It's like all these little small decisions that have helped me, helped her make, Um, Hold on. Helped her make better decisions so that she can be more confident within herself. But you also said that. um, Making yourself feel feel small. Because you feel like an inconvenience. Let me let you know that if you're in a room where you feel like you're in in, an inconvenience, you're in the wrong room. Right. Um, I don't think that you should ever feel like that in any way. And if anybody makes you feel like that. I personally would remove my presence because I'm not going to dumb myself down for anybody. Ever. I'm not going to shrink myself in order to make others feel comfortable.
0: And if you feel like you're in a room and you have to do that, you're in the wrong room, darling. And I've been there. I've been in situations where I felt like I had to be less vocal, less intelligent, less resourceful to make other people feel comfortable and is correct i was definitely in the wrong rooms because anyone that doesn't appreciate me i don't belong there for you don't apologize for who you are for what you need or for what you require or expect you don't you are not an inconvenience
1: but this also brings back to though saying um not to shrink yourself and not to change or whatever but what if people are like well there's something wrong with you And they may even be right that there's Mm -hmm. something wrong with you. Where's the line? Where's the line that that says, okay, I I shouldn't have to change who I am. I'm in the wrong room. Or maybe I'm learning something from the situation and I do have to change or tweak some things about myself.
0: So I was in a relationship with someone who said that I was too friendly.
1: That's jealousy. Hold on, hold on. Okay.
0: And... I have been labeled a social butterfly, um, My one of my good friends says that I spread glitter when I walk into the room, we've talked about how I come in the room with all this energy, and so I did take a beat to identify like, is this who I am, am I putting on a show, um, do I feel like I have to do this? Do, am I trying to get attention? Mm-hmm. And when I realized that that's just literally who I am, mm-hmm. and I like when I show up, I'm really happy to see people. Mm-hmm. So that is why I'm like that. Mm-hmm. And when I'm friendly, it's because I don't know any strangers. So I can sit down somewhere, and if there's somebody next to me, You'll and I feel fries. like talking mm-hmm. to them, I'll just talk to them, and then I'll just go on about my business. Right. But what I learned, but it helped me to... Stop. I listened to, you know, what that feedback was. And it helped me to solidify in me who I am and why. And then I was able to keep doing
1: my shit. So that's the thing, too. It's if somebody says something and it makes you see yourself differently. And for some reason it rings true with you, like they're able to identify something that you weren't previously able to see. Mm -hmm. And you say, you know what? They're right. I need to be less loud when I deal with it. I'm going to try and tone it down a little bit. Not all advice or criticism or critique is negative. Right. Sometimes people are really coming from a genuine place. However, I don't feel like you should alter re- the true, the true meaning of who you are, the or or your true self for anybody. Right. I don't think that you should have to cower in a corner or, um, you know be quiet or not be vocal or not speak up just because you're scared that people won't like what you have to say or won't like you because of what you have to say because trust me there is a room full of people somewhere that would love everything that you have to say so Um, you know somebody giving you constructive criticism is different than somebody wanting you to be somebody else
0: and trying to tear you
1: down right no there's a difference and i think that you should definitely um work on trying to find a room where you feel comfortable and like i said going out and meeting people or putting yourself in uncomfortable situations can put you in new rooms where you can meet people
0: that are really um your tribe and you also have to trust yourself right so when you trust yourself trust your intentions trust your instincts then um what other people have to say won't weigh so much or anything for you so you got to know what to um what to take and what to leave and also to just really, really trust your inner voice and what you know about you. So you also said something about um,
1: letting go of people's expectations and following your own voice. I think that we kind of just talked about following your own voice, but the expectations part of it, I'm going to be honest with you, people are always going to have
0: expectations. They are. Always, you know. And I don't meet them all the time. Right. Some people, they have expectations. And I'm like, sorry. Right. (laughs) So when I think about, so think about our friendship. We have expectations of friends that we have in our mind and I think we actually meet them naturally, Mm -hmm. like without this discussion that has to be had. This is what I expect of you as my friend. And here's our contract. No, we don't have to do that. But if if she were to fall short of my expectation for some reason, well, the first thing I'm going to do is think, well, I mean, what is this expectation that I have of somebody else and why? And also that she has a life that she's trying to move through and navigate through. We're all going to fall short. But But if it's something that really
1: bothers you and you're in a friendship, then you need to be vocal. Absolutely. Because if, listen, honey, if I have the expectation and it's not being met, I'm going to be vocal because it's going to eat me if I don't. I have to be able to give people the opportunity to redeem themselves. So if I have an expectation that every Thursday Omar take out the trash and he didn't do it, you bet. I'm going to be fucking vocal about the shit. Be like, you did not meet my expectations, sir. (laughs) Why the fuck is the trash still sitting there? You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to kind of determine whether or not it's appropriate mm-hmm. to voice that your expectations and needs have not been met. Now, as far as people having expect expectations of you, it depends on who those people are. If you have a family member that has unrealistic expectations of you, like they want you to continuously put your life and yourself on the back burner only to put theirs in the forefront, that's an unrealistic expectation and that needs to have, there, a conversation needs to be had about it and say, hey, you know what? It makes me feel bad when you expect me to do this but I need to do this for myself right so just start being vocal and um, that will boost your confidence too really being vocal about your own needs and maybe how other people's expectations are in a, interfering with your needs or your you know happiness. That will boost your confidence. Having those uncomfortable conversations. Yes. They will. I'm telling you because you'll learn you how to be more confident. assertive. Yes. You know, you'll know, you learn how to be more aggressive about what you want. Advocating and for yourself. I'm telling you, I think a lot of people don't do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And especially women. I feel like we're so used to just wanting to be the,
0: okay, I agree. Right go along, but that's what I've taught. I taught Zion early, and I know he's a boy, so it is different, but I taught different in terms of society. I taught Zion very early to advocate for himself. I was like, look, think about school as a job. Your teachers are your bosses, you don't call your mommy to go talk to your boss. Just right. like I don't call my mommy to go talk to my boss. So right. I taught him how to advocate for himself when something was uncomfortable or didn't make sense to be able to say that. Well, shit, you can consult with your boss somewhere. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> consult with your mama. I'll consult <laughs> to the fucking but boss. I, and I also do that. I always have his back. Right. And I tell him to copy me on the communication right. so I right. know what's going on. Right. 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 But here's the thing for you. like, And what, what we're speaking of, as women, we aren't really taught to advocate for ourselves. It's almost like we have to make the decision and learn it. We're not... We're told,
1: basically, that if a man treats you a certain way or whatever, you should be lucky you got a man. You need to sit out exactly. and be quiet. Mm-hmm. Or if, you're, if your parents yell at you, you need to just, you know, be as demure and, and as small as possible right. and just agree and whatever. I don't know why that narrative is so different for girls than it is for boys. And I feel really bad for any man that dates my daughter.
0: Mm-hmm. Because I'm going
1: to let you know she's going to be a fucking force. Because all yeah. these rules that society has like pushed on all women she's gonna go against every fucking grain right i'm really not playing that shit with her i'm gonna let her know that it's okay for you to have a voice it's okay to be good with you Mm -hmm. without needing validation from a man it's okay and i know thank goodness i have this mindset and i want this for her and i'm gonna do it for her i just feel bad for all the women like myself that didn't have that and we are having to learn as we go yes but that's a thing. It's a, and that's why we're here, though. Right. We're learning as we go. So um, I thank you and so sharing much. sharing it with you. Right. And I'm glad that you shared your um, your journey with us and, and allowed us to speak on it from our perspective. I thought I hope that it was helpful. I hope so, too. And um, we look forward to your feedback, young lady. I don't want to say your name, but we've been D I I I just DM'd you. I just responded right. to you <laughs> So we, just we now. are looking so forward I've been, to yeah, your feedback. I have been talking to you, um, and I hope that you enjoy what we had to say. And I hope
0: it gives you some perspective and um, helps you move forward in a positive way. Yes. So please uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram, F-I-Y-A-A-T-W-I-L-L. And we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.